Small Bites by Mirapois Taste Buds. We're your buds, Melissa and Emily. And Small Bites is short format, easily digestible content where we dive into different ingredients or different dishes and give you a little history and backstory. Today's ep- episode is all about katayef. Mm-hmm. So this is actually an Arab dessert that's commonly served during the month of Ramadan. So it's a sort of like a sweet dumpling filled with cream or nuts or cheese. And it can be described as kind of like a folded pancake. It's kind of similar to the Scottish crumpet or the Italian cannoli. Ooh, I love a cannoli. Mm-hmm. They are found all over the Middle East in places like Iraq, Egypt, Jordan, Lebanon, Saudi Arabia, and even Syria. These small pancakes with holes are filled with cream, cheese, or a mixture of nuts. Then katayef is generously filled with a thick sugar syrup perfumed with rose water or orange blossom, typical of oriental pastries. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Etymologi- etymologically, that's the that's a hard word. It is. <laughs> etymologically. The word katayef comes from the Arabic word kataf, which means pick up. And the origins date back centuries. Although they're intimately connected with the Muslim fasting practice in Ramadan, they actually transcend religion. And they show up, as the treats show up in shops, everyone likes to indulge upon them. Mm -hmm. Not just for Ramadan. It's it's everybody. Everybody (laughs) wants some. (laughs) Honestly, they do look very tasty. Who doesn't love a mini pancake? Already you've got me. I'm hooked. Stop talking, you know? So (laughs) katayef is found with different fillings, but there are like two main types. So one is usually stuffed with either cheese or walnuts and then folded into a half moon. And then that's either like deep fried or baked and then soaked in that syrup. So yum. Exactly. Um, There's another one that's kind of like smaller in size and that's stuffed with cream and then only half sealed and then drizzled with like that thick sugary syrup and then eaten fresh. So there's kind of different ways you can have it, deep fried, baked, kind of like just rolled up and and covered in syrup. So you can even purchase the pancakes to just take home and stuff yourself, which is kind of nice too in case you want to do like half the the work. Make them extra fresh then too, you know? That sounds great. Yeah, that's true. The filling would be really fresh. Um, so you mm-hmm. can stuff them at home and then fry or bake them or just soak them in that syrup and they're ready to eat. So it's interesting though because the pancakes are actually only cooked on one side. The standard katayef can be held in the palm of a hand and are usually very stuffed to the gills. <laughs> you will often find them closed over the entire length. Their shape usually represents a crescent, which is a symbol of Islam. Uh, since the 12th century. Popular among street vendors in the Middle East, this standard katayef is traditionally garnished with some mixture of hazelnuts, walnuts, almonds, pistachios, raisins, powdered sugar, extract vanilla, and cinnamon, all of which sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. So. Any mixture of those two, I'm just like, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, just a lovely, like, sweet little pastry. Yeah, delicious. I, I know you don't love nuts, but I, I love nuts. So I feel like I like it in this context. Though, yeah, with oddly, the pastry, you know, like, sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. When yeah, it's you like so an almond croissant, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, that's funny. <laughs> so another version is actually topped with an unsalted cheese. So there's this one that's called Akawi, I think, that is popular in the Middle East, and it's actually named for a city in the northern district of Israel. And it's a soft, unripened brine cheese that's got like a chewy, smooth consistency. It's like super mild. A lot of places compared it to like mozzarella. 
It's like very slightly salty in flavor, so like not really strong. Um, it's pretty popular across like the whole Levant region, and it's used as kind of like a table cheese or paired with fruit often. I also saw like with soft flatbreads at lunch or dinner, it can be can be seen. Um, they also kind of compared it to like feta in some cases, where it's kind of it doesn't like melt quite like other cheeses. So that resistance to melting actually makes it really good for frying. So it kind of reminds me of like halloumi or like saganaki kind of texture-wise is kind of what I was thinking, but I don't really know. <laughs> but I also was like, okay, now I need to find this new cheese I've never heard of. <laughs> but it's usually using pasteurized cow's milk, but it can be made with goat or sheep as well. And it's produced on like a pretty large scale in Israel, Lebanon, Jordan, Syria, Gaza, Egypt, Cyprus. So super common in all those different regions. And um, also used obviously in these katayef. So they're sometimes deep fried or baked, as we said, and then drizzled with that hot sugar syrup, um, which makes them also really like crispy on the outside and then fluffy and like soft on the inside because those pancakes are only cooked mm. on the one side too. So it's kind of like st- a little bit sticky. They kind of finish cooking as they sit. That's my favorite like food texture. It's like crispy on the outside, fluffy on the inside. Ugh, can't get better. So the most popular version are typically the closed cones on one side that are filled with a thick milk-based cream. That like semolina thickened milk cream is very light and often prepared by adding unsalted cheese. You can use like a ricotta or a mascarpone instead of a traditional cheese like the akawi, but it is difficult uh, to find outside of like the region of origin. So yeah, I'm really curious. The, I could even locate that cheese. I was thinking when I was um, researching this, I was like, I wonder if there's like a market near me that might have it. Because um, I haven't really yeah. experimented too much with like Middle Eastern markets. Our our grocery store that is right next to us is really nice because they have a ton of, um, it's kind of like a Mexican grocery store, but they also have a ton of Jamaican stuff and a ton of Asian stuff. So it's like, it's got... Yeah, that one's super random. It's like, what are you going for? <laughs> so yeah, now I'm looking for a good Middle Eastern one. I'm like, okay, got to up my game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The horns are also usually like formed and then dipped in crushed crushed pistachios as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So the katayef are abundantly drizzled with this like sugar syrup that is perfumed with rose water or orange blossom water or both. So the cream actually contains very little sugar, and the sugar syrup is often what kind of gives it that like really like vibrant taste. So. It actually also kind of soaks into that pancake through all those little like holes that are said to be kind of like lace-like in some consistencies too. So mm-hmm. yeah, and that's how it kind of like oozes into and infuses the pastry. I'm not sure if I'd be all about the perfume nature of this. I'm, I'm usually not big on like the floral tasting things. So like rose water and orange blossom water. I don't know if that'd be something I'm into. That's fair. I feel like too much of it could easily turn this into something that you're like, very oof. flowering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got to find a good one, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm eager to try. <laughs> there are obviously several different modes of preparation of these l- wonderful treats. The pancakes and the cream can be made the day before, actually, and they can be garnished the next day, provided you keep the pancakes in like an airtight bag. Some of the recipes actually also featured an ingredient I had never heard of called malab, which or malab, which is actually made from the kernel inside the pit of a cherry that's been like dried. What? Yeah, I was like, what? What is this? I'm intrigued. So, <laughs> another reason I need to find my Middle Eastern grocer 
is because, again, you can't find this everywhere. So like if you can't find it, totally fine. I was reading a lot of recipes and like it's not that big of a deal. But from what it sounds like, that also kind of adds like a floral and nutty aroma. Someone likened it to oh, – they had a couple different things that they compared it to where they like said there's kind of like vanilla notes. There's kind of mm. like – yeah, like almond in there. Um, yeah. I could see that being like a very distinct and like hard to come by taste, mm-hmm. you know? Like it seems very unique and yeah. like it's both fruity and floral and nutty. Like, yeah. You know, like that's a lot. Yeah. They were saying <laughs> it also on. kind of has a tendency to taste a little bit bitter, but when you bake with it, particularly when you add it to uh, milks or like cheeses, it really like turns the like flavor kind of a little bit like totally different towards it's like yeah like nutty and fruity so very interested in finding that or seeing what this ingredient can do to other things i was like all right but it also supposedly goes rancid really quickly so if you buy it whole you should just like grind it as you need it and then store the rest in the freezer and i was like well now i need to how many how often am i going to use this ingredient i'm gonna have that in my freezer forever <laughs> that's like a once a year thing that you're using yeah. my god yeah get a very small amount exactly <laughs> so i'll have to figure that out <laughs> <laughs> wonder if that's like something you can like harvest yourself too if yeah it's like just in a bit of a cherry mm-hmm. <laughs> and just dry it out i mean like yeah. we have dehydrators here too so i was thinking that same thing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but how much make work is that gonna be <laughs> <laughs> probably uh, way more than it's worth <laughs> yeah we'll see when i get bored this one of these days when i have nothing to do because i have so much free time <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> To prepare the pancake portion, you do have to kind of plan ahead. So you need to make sure that you remember this and like have enough space for the pancakes in the pan. It's also recommended to use a ladle and pour one third of the batter at a time, like three little pancakes at a time into the pan and to not make them too wide. That would always be my problem. I feel like that's standard pancake like reasoning though. You always got to go little bit by little bit because you put too much in the pan then they all just blur together well, little and pancakes are up. hard for that reason though like i'm not a little pa- i'm like yeah. put one in the pan and flip it and like that's like i'm not gonna do three small <laughs> but then i always have these like oblong mau mau pancakes <laughs> that look ridiculous also true very hard to to keep it all in check <laughs> <laughs> you also have to be really careful not to overcook these pancakes also because when you heat them you want them to still be able to be pliable so you can bend them and shape them kind of so that's another thing you don't want to overcook. And they're going to be a little bit sticky so on the upper side since that side's not getting cooked. But they will continue cooking as they cool. So just pull them early. Don't let them go in the pan too long because it'll make it actually easier to seal the cones once they're filled with the cream if they've got a little bit of tack to them anyway. For that sticky reason, it's important not to stack your hot <laughs> pancakes because they might get stuck together and tear. And if your dough is too thick, the bubbles will not form. And... It kind of ends up so that the pancake may not stick when trying to like form the cones. So you got to be careful that it's just the right consistency. And of course, the (laughs) pan should be hot when pouring the pancake batter. So those small bubbles are going to form at the ends and on the edges like first, and they should start to appear in the center as well. If you're not seeing these bubbles form, it's usually because the preparation of the batter is too thick. So they will kind of need you to amend that. You can gradually add up to a fourth cup of cold water to the mixture and prepare two baking trays with like a silicone baking mat or parchment paper and cover your pancakes with a cloth so that they can retain their moisture. This will help so that they won't crack when you try to form your little cones. 
And then mm-hmm. if you do put them directly on a baking sheet, it can be pretty difficult to take them off as they will stick sometimes when they're cooling. So those silicone baking mats and parchment are your best friends. Don't play games. <laughs> the thing about <laughs> stacking them, I was like, that would break my heart. Like you forget the, how sticky this is and they're all just stuck together. Like you just ruined a whole stack ruined. of pancakes. Yeah, they came out beautifully yes. and then they're all trash. And then you blew it. <laughs> That would be how my life goes. (laughs) Yes, for real. So also when you're garnishing them, there's a lot of things with baking with temperature in general. But since these also are filled with cream, you want that cream to be cold when it's going in there so it doesn't start running and kind of like becoming a mess all over the sides because then it can be really difficult to garnish with your crushed pistachios. So all these little layers that are so important if you want it to turn out good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Again, when he was like, we can just make them, I was like, I'm going to buy them probably so I can take a nice picture and then we can try to make them sometime because <laughs> I want them to look good. Yeah, I think you at least need like a reference. Yeah, to at least have eaten them and like know what the taste I'm going for is. Exactly. Yes, I agree. <laughs> it's interesting though because for the syrup, they were basically saying that it's just um, sugar and then lemon juice and then the orange blossom water, or the rose water, or the combination of the two. So it's pretty simple. And like when I think of syrup, I was like imagining like standard like maple syrup. And I was like, oh no, they mean like a simple syrup. Like it was like clear in a couple of the pictures yeah. I saw. I was like, oh, <laughs> just not used to totally. seeing like a, a syrup <laughs> other than maple, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty oh, true. <laughs> made me laugh in my head. I was like, wow, I'm American as hell right now. <laughs> Give me the maple syrup. Oh, what? (laughs) This didn't come from a maple tree. (laughs) Priceless. Yeah, priceless. But that's the way the cookie crumbles. Break that fast. Get you some. (laughs) 